Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the podcast dedicated to the world's highest scoring team this decade. Don't think anybody can doubt that, can they? Oh. I haven't I haven't checked the sort of Belgium fourth division to see if anybody scored more goals than us, but I think not. This is, of course, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. Well, you can tell that we've won, scored 11 goals in two games because we have a full house of regulars, semi-regulars. We even have someone watching on. Um, so there's five of us. There's five of us doing the podcast today. I'm David Fraser, as I've said. To my right, which nobody cares about because you're listening to it, is Chris Charles. Hi. Hello. Um, then there is Flo Lloyd-Hughes. Hello. And we have Paul Finney. Good evening, people. And we have Clive Whittingham from Loft for Ours. Loft for Words, I beg your pardon. Oh, how long have I been coming on here? And I've never got it wrong. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You know, it's, it's nice because Clive's big thing was he always used to win, but we only had one on with a disaster. So what's it like to be on after... Uh, I've had a good record this year. So yeah, had a really good record. came on after we beat Blackburn 4-2 and on again tonight. So, yeah, maybe it's the, it's the uh, new, new, yeah. new me. Uh, yeah, positive, happy, upbeat, that sort of thing. <laughs> Loads and loads to talk about because we have had, I think, five games, five games since our last podcast, some good, some very good, one a draw and two others. Um, So loads to talk about. Uh, Let me do the admin before we sort of get into it. So um, to remind anybody that doesn't know already, you can listen uh, to all our old episodes on our website, go to qprpod.co.uk. You can uh, interact with us on Twitter at qprpod, and you can also find us on Facebook. Okay, so we have a sponsor and uh, a beer sponsor this week, which is a very good start to the year. So the sponsor, we actually have a message for quite a sort of poignant and interesting one. So I'm going to read this out. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Evans brothers, Glyn and Gareth in memory of their late grandfather, Glyn Evans, who passed away in early December. Glyn was a lifelong QPR fan and would have been 96 on the 4th of Jan. Uh, His first game was at Loftus Road in the early 1930s, Glyn and Gareth tell us, and he had been a season ticket holder at several points throughout his life, witnessing all of the major achievements and occasions over the years. The pinnacle with QPR came in 2017 when he attended the Loftus Road centenary celebrations Uh, representing supporters aged 90 to 100 and his great-grandson Jude great name represented the generation aged 0 to 10 they both got to go on the pitch at halftime and met various QPR greats like Sir Les and Andy Sinton Clint Hill Daddy Shitter it was a great day the entire family are all now QPR supporters which is wholly down to Glynn 17 of them attended the Swansea FA Cup game to commemorate his birthday and mark his funeral which is was on I beg your pardon Friday the 3rd of January the club have been fantastic as always we can't speak highly enough of them that's why we support QPR we're both long time listeners and really enjoyed the podcast keep up the good work even Paul <laughs> that is what they say. Even Paul. Glenn, Gareth and the Evans clan, even in their poignant tribute to their grandfather, there's never a bad time to have a pop at you. We should get them both on the podcast and talk about the, the granddad. Why not? Yeah, what Indeed. A story. What a lovely I'm story. Sure they've got loads of stories they can tell us that we could learn from. So, yes, please come in if you can. And we've got a great picture here of Glyn with Andy Sinton at that, on that day two years ago, which uh, we'll take a picture of later. 
and tweet. Thank you very much for I that. I changed my name to Even Paul. I like that. Uh, we also, this is far less poignant, just have the beer sponsored by Matthew Kerwin. But just as relevant as Thank you. The Kerwinator. Hey! Are we going the Kerwinator? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. why not? Why didn't Thank you hit you. the audience with your joke earlier on, David? No. Because David, David, no. David, for all the listeners, he did um, a stand-up comedy. Um, what was it called? Uh, workshop. Yeah. Was it a workshop? Is it a course? Thanks, Paul. Yeah, we'll <laughs> cut this bit out. It's fine. Uh, um, <laughs> Yes, something like that. And um, what was your best gag, do you reckon? Oh, no, that's that's not for here. Definitely not for here. But I have my friend Pete here tonight, who's a loudmouth American. Say hi, Pete. How you guys doing? There hey, you go. Hey. Uh, he's come to watch, and this is why this has now been revealed. But nobody cares about that. We only care about what has happened the last oh, couple of weeks. Oh, but they do, weeks. David. Um, what sort of person pays to be funny? So I have Xmas period talking points. Number one, where did that come from? Who wants to start? Well, me and Chris had a thing, didn't we, on the group, our little WhatsApp groupie, when you said you'd seen that coming, and for the life of me, I, I couldn't have seen both them results coming if you'd, if you'd have paid me a fortune. Well, what I meant by that was that, that we've, we've not been shy in setting up, you know, setting up chances. We just haven't... We've been terrible at tucking them away, and I just thought at some point this season someone's going to get a hammering. It's the old cliche, you know, and, and so... Yes, I did think it was coming, but no, I wasn't expecting 6-1 and 5-1, 11-2 v Wales in the space of four days. Um, but I haven't stopped smiling since New Year's Day. It's just been amazing. And me and Clive greeted each other. We've only seen each other two weeks ago. Like, we haven't seen each other for years, and it was the, the most exciting thing that's ever happened because we're it's, so overjoyed. It's funny as well because those two results made you made us forget about everything that actually happened in the couple of weeks before because obviously it was such a long Christmas period of fixtures and we had that absolute gutting defeat to Hull on the 29th but it felt like that never happened it was just sort of wiped from our memory we had that pretty crap draw with Charlton as well and that pretty boring away defeat to Reading and it these sort of just took over the Christmas period it it was kind of a a great way to redeem a lot of the support and a, a lot of the loyalty as well. Because like you said, Chris, so many chances. I mean, I think in that Charlton game, uh, 20 shots there were for QPR and nine of them or 12 of them, I can't remember, were on target. So it, w- it was coming in that Fulham away game as well. There were so many chances we could have put, put away. So a scoreline like that was coming. Yeah, it was. And, and the thing was, I was... Obviously gutted, um, particularly with the chart on, you know, again, another cliche felt like a defeat. Um, and, and But with all those games, the Hull, the Reading, all of those games, we could have won. And there's been Cardiff 3-0 away, which sounds ridiculous. We could have won that, you know. If things had gone, you know, sliding doors and all that, we'd taken those chances. Um, I think you pushed it with Cardiff away. Yeah, OK, so. all right. But, I mean, what I'm saying is it wasn't a 3-0. It wasn't a 3-0. No. I think we've just been lulling people. For about ten, for about ten years, to like we've just been making out like we're really crap, and uh, now the championship is is really mediocre and awash with financially destitute teams. Now's the time to just pounce. So I think it's just going to be like this every week now, um, through to the end of the season. We're just going to pile on and uh, Europa League and all of that. Here we come. I think I don't think you truly believe that. Um, <laughs> did you see this coming? We have had, as Paul said, we have had I a did- debate between us whether it was coming or okay. not. Well, I think it was it was about to go one way or the other, pretty spectacularly. Because um, from what I'm from what I hear, there was some pretty strong words between the players in the dressing room after the Reading game, 
um, where we obviously we were the better team that day and we got done by a long range goal and missed a load of chances and you just it kind of it either clicks and goes well from there or it starts going downhill like it did last season and I didn't like the Hoogle and Wells, they'd both gone sort of nine, ten games each without scoring because that's what happened last year. We were relying on Wells and Hemed and they kind of led the descent off the side of the cliff in the second half of the season. So I guess if you'd asked me before, Cardiff, which way I saw it going, I probably would have erred towards, I don't, I don't like the look of this very much. <laughs> but like you say, the stats, if you, go, if you go through the stats on possession and shots... We had 64% of the ball against Hull, 51 against Reading, 57 against Charlton, 50 at Barnsley, 56 against Cardiff and 58 against Swansea. So that's not that different. And the shots, as you read down, 13, 16, 21, 11, 14, 20, it's not that different. So I can I can see where people say it's been coming, but I, I, I was worried going into the... Uh, going into the Cardiff game. I think I was really worried because, especially with the Wells factor, when he came off against Hull and the chances he missed in that game, it really gave me flashbacks to the Birmingham game when he missed that penalty. Yeah. And his body Same. language and his whole demeanour and I thought, oh shit. Same and he be, would yeah. been on such a dry spell, I thought, is this the start, the beginning of the end? Like, and yeah. so I was so relieved to see him get those goals, especially that header, which was fantastic. The other ones were a little bit easier. I but. just thought the last half an hour against Hull, we were just not just not there. We looked like we looked tired and we looked like we were giving up on things and Warburton's style of play requires a buy-in from the players which I think is why he's never that harsh on them when they lose games because he's just trying to say if you keep doing this it will work mm. and that last half an hour against Hull I was like oh, I, I think there's some people checking out here like you said there was some body language and when they went when they scored Hull in the last minute I just thought well that felt completely inevitable so then going into the Cardiff game you get the early goal and you know we just took took the chances in that game but perhaps as well there was some kind of um Admission among the players that they probably haven't been delivering as they should be, and they did get the right together. Because in, in, in both, the bigger thing for me in in Cardiff and Swansea is, I can look at the first team and go, bloody hell, that was good. And you look at the guys that came in against Swansea, who would normally see a second string, and you're thinking, who would I drop for Brentford? And that's a great position to be in. For, for weeks before we're going, well, if 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 Hull gets injured and Tony gets injured, we're screwed. Now you've seen Matheson. You're kind of well, looking at... One of my other points what, that I wrote down this afternoon was strength in depth. All yeah, of definitely. A I mean, Eze, was that Eze's first non-start? This yes. is... I think right back is still a bit of an issue. You weren't too impressed with Todd. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think he's terrible. I think You're dodgy first fifteen minutes. I think he hasn't maybe shown his potential that got him on the books at Chelsea in the first place, which it must exist. Mm. Um, but I don't think playing Cameron at right back is a viable, sustainable option. So I think and I think worked, Angel that, Rangel is is obviously you know his his age and his injuries as well as Cameron. So Kane needs to deliver more really as a as a safe option at right back obviously putting Cameron there is a completely different style of play we're not going to be pushing up the field like we do when we but I thought that worked. Kane and Manning as a fullback it worked for that game but I'm not saying it's, it could okay. be it can't work every time because it was it was a sort of funnily enough even though we scored loads of goals we played in a less risky fashion because we weren't pushing so high up with the fullbacks because we didn't play those sorts of but players but he was reading the game better than Kane would or even well, also, he wasn't getting himself into problems that inevitably arise yeah. if you push higher up the field. I so it's the, easier um, to look good. 
Cameron at, the Cameron at right back thing is a bit of a red herring. I think that was just a one-off for Cardiff because all of their players are forty-eight feet tall. Uh, it was just like let's get the biggest defence we can out I there. Thought, I thought he posi- his position and his reading of the game was excellent. Yeah, well, he has he's played there before and he's an experienced player, but I don't think we'll be seeing okay. him there again. Uh, Kane, I I quite like Kane. I think you know we like to attack. We like to attack from fullback, and he's an attacking fullback. He got two assists the other day. Defensively, he's he's quite suspect. Yeah, but, I was going to say that's the yeah. But it's the same with Manning. It's the same with Manning on the other exactly, side. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Warburton likes to attack from fullback, yeah. and so then you bring Wallace in to try and even that up a little bit because Wallace is more your solid left back. I think he just brought Wallace in for the same reason that he left chair out for December, just because Manning's maybe dropped off a little bit. Him and Eze were our only ever presence. He's looked a little tired. Take him out. I quite like the way Warburton has done that this year with players, as Definitely. opposed to this time last year when you know we flogged a lot of players to death, and in the second half of the season, beset by injuries and tired players. Can you read that many trends into Manning being taken out of the team and Cameron playing at right back when you're playing five games in no. fourteen days? No, you, no you like can, I say, I think the Cameron you never thing, play the same eleven. Yeah, Cameron thing is a red herring, I think, but you can. I think you can read it into be it taking Manning out um, because he's done it already this season with Chair. Um, how are you feeling about that, Paul? Oh, because he's Irish. Manning, is yes. he? Yes, apparently oh, right. so. Okay. Um, and Masterson, so he gets that. Yeah. Tick. Okay. Bring Paul Smith. No, but the thing is, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting what you say, and I'm kind of looking at Brentford and I'm, I'm going there a lot more positive. If you said to me after the whole game, Brentford, I was cacking my pants big time and I was not looking forward Technical to it. Technical time. Yeah, yeah, and I would have gone, but I would have gone with a heavy heart and a heavy pair of pants. Whereas now I'm going there and thinking, sorry to all our younger listeners for that one. There's an image no I one wants. It was tremendous. Hold on. Oh God Almighty! Just sort of mention right, it. Yeah. The thing about um, move on, move us on, move us on. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted that Blackburn game's off because I was looking at that thing in Brentford away, Leeds at home, Blackburn away. That doesn't look like a lot of points to me. We never get a lot of Blackburn, and they're playing well. We know about Brentford and Leeds, obviously top of the league or, or second so I'm pleased that's off but I think Warburton said at the start of the season it's a work in progress there's going to be ups and downs and at the moment we're having a massive high everything that we're positive about now will still be the case in three games time even if we do lose at Brentford and lose to Leeds mm. so you know and I just I know that in two or three weeks people are going to be talking about sacking Warburton and bringing Warnock back again oh, and I just think because they were because they were oh, two games all ago over social it, media so absolutely so we just need to I know I want to get carried away this week because if you can't get carried away this week then why not but we do need to keep that level all the way through because we were told it would be like this and when you're changing the whole team this season it's and, going to be like this and there's did, stuff on social media on, on, on Facebook I mean there's actually been people on Facebook apologising for saying uh, they wanted Warburton. <clears throat> they wanted Warburton sacked. They'll be back uh, in two weeks. Oh, they will. And Neil Warnock. Well, let's bring Neil Warnock back in. Oh, but these honestly. are only a few people on social media. Well, they you are, can't. But empty vessels make more noise, as my teacher used to tell yeah, but me. But the repeatedly. thing is, I think that whatever happens, you kind of keep going back to the past, and you kind of keep expecting the same results. Because that's just a sound of madness. Um, to me, Warburton. Whatever happens, we've said it all along. Needs a season. I mean, I had to apologise to Twitter because I, I, I it's let more than a season. Well, no, but what I mean is this season you can't judge him. You've got to let him get his players together. You were very, very negative, if I can say, after um You should see me game. first thing in the morning. You were not feeling it after no, that. No, because we, were we, we're fighting blanks and we weren't doing that well and we're getting beaten again and it's kind of slipping into that, as, as Clive said, we're going one way or the other way and we're so used to it going the wrong way. 
the, the answer to that is not sack the manager. We no, just do no, that over and over. But just for the record, I never call for the manager to be sacked. No, no, at any point. No, no. See, never weirdly, I was the other way. I mean, uh, the, the, the whole thing was as soon as that big number nine came on, I was like, oh Christ! As soon as Eve came on, you yeah, knew I, I thought going. that. I thought that was it. But I'd, I'd seen enough. And okay, Clive's got a point. You know, the last twenty minutes or so, we did drop off. Charlton was a massive kick in the teeth. Should have won. Should have won that. Um, um, and felt like the defeat. But I wasn't. I was still thinking. We're unlucky here. We can, we can, we'll turn this around. I'm pretty Not, sure we had more shots against Charlton than any, yeah. any of the games we've just. Whereas we did. last season under McLaren, 20, I was like, shots. I was the other way around, thinking, well, that's it. You know, we're knackered. But I, 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 I've still kept the faith here, and I, it's, it's just been a case of us missing chances, which I know is a big thing in football. But it is okay to be pissed off when you lose. Oh, I, of course it is. Yeah, and I was, I was, you know. Um, not distraught, that's the wrong word, but after Charlton, it was like, oh my God, you know, it's just, just, be, it, just it was like a kid screaming, it's not fair, do you know what I mean? It yeah, was that, that sort of that I sort think of also, thing. I just guess to put it on a cliche, sort of positive spin coaching perspective, is the whole game was definitely um, a learning curve for those players and probably a wake-up call that, shit, if we don't take our chances we will pay the price. And maybe that when it was against Fulham, they thought, oh, well, look at their squad, look at their players. They've, you know, a lot of these uh, commentary after the Fulham game was about how much money Fulham had spent. And, you know, was that a fair result in the end for what they have? But the whole game was a bit more of a gut punch because they're not a very good team. And I think that's why it was a wake-up call in the sense that, you know, just take your chances and make the most of it. And in, that's what we've done those last two games and hopefully going forward. But obviously we've got, a, like Clive said, we've got a hard stretch of good teams to face with good players. Do you know what's beautiful as well against Cardiff was, and I know it's, I can't be anyone that noticed this, but Lumley. Um, and I said in social media at the time, like, got to give the guy a break. Everyone makes mistakes. Keepers will always make mistakes. But when he did that pass and we scored and the whole team went to him was actually biggest support you could see for a keeper which tells you the players are behind him and if you know that tells you the players like him exactly and behind him but whatever keepers doing it's embarrassing to have your own fans i felt doing that jeering not jeering on keeper taking the piss when he you know caught a ball or doing this please don't do that don't matter it's lumley or anyone just don't do it i don't get what he's doing with lumley because he i mean there's several points and we may as well do lumley he's on my list um, there were several points throughout the season, of course, where you could argue he should be dropped. But after the whole game was one of them. You kept him in the team after that and then switched switched him out like you do in the Cups for um, Kelly. But surely I would have thought, I had assumed up to that point, at the point that Kelly was fit, he would have come in for Lumley, but perhaps not. I think the FA Cup provided a really nice opportunity to leave him out on a game when he was going to be left out anyway, like makes the mistake, shows some faith and leave him in for the league game, slip Kelly back in for the FA Cup game. And I would be surprised if Kelly isn't in goal now. Do you uh, think? I would oh, say, really? I, I'd think Kelly That's will be in goal at the weekend. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh. Um, I think Kelly would have been in goal anyway if he hadn't got injured. He got injured at a bad time, didn't he? Just after the Leeds away game. Yeah. I mean, the th- what you said about the, the, and I think on against Cardiff, the, the fans were behind him, certainly around me. There was a lot of chance and he was like applauding the fans for they were chanting his name, um, saying he's the number one and all that sort of stuff. I mean, the, the, the only blot on the, on the, on his particular landscape was the, 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 the goal uh, that Cardiff scored right yeah. near the end. Literally the last kick of the game. Yeah, could really which, have done without that. Couldn't yeah, he? I mean, it was someone near me who loved that. Of course, he won ninety quid out of it, so he was that quite. That wasn't chuffed. a Lumley error, though. 
It was. It lots was. of goals. It was. It was. It was. Well, the card. Well, the. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I think lots of keepers. Nah. He, he, I know. I know. We're trying to be kind and whatever. And I. I like Joe. And I don't like people slagging him off and whatever. But, but he, should, he should have saved that in his sleep. But yeah. Sorry, he just should. You, you can yeah. say that um, Kelly could have saved the Swansea effort on the FA Cup game. Off, but he's pulled off harder saves like that on a regular basis before. That's the what, thing. Is that? Is but it's. I have more sympathy for him in that moment. I guess I, it was a big error, but I guess, you know, you're 5-0 up, you're coasting, you haven't really had to do that much work. Your mind probably switches off. That is more understandable, I guess, than some of the other mistakes he's made this season. But then I looked at it against Swansea in the first five minutes when they broke through and did things, and he, he, he his, his goalkeeper was amazing against Swansea in the first 10, 15 minutes where he kept him out and gave us that to go forward. I, th- I think Lumley, you might be right about Kelly, I don't know. I, 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 you mean Cardiff game? Yeah, sorry, Cardiff. Well, Lumley kept him out and did mm. really good saves with his feet twice as well. I'd like to stick with him to give him the confidence, but... Really? Well, yeah. Really? Yeah. We're not a charity. I, 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 you, like, you, I like Lumley. I'm really pleased he got that assist, but you have you think to Kelly's try and keeper. win games. I think well, Lumley, said the best I think Lumley has done also, it. It could also go the other way. He's now at the stage that Robert Green was at towards the end of his time here where he's basically costing us a goal every three or four uh, weeks and I, I think it's time think for him to come out and Kelly to go L- in Lumley has weeks. done enough to be dropped you okay. don't sort of I don't agree but fair enough you don't somebody said the best goal I hope, he, com- I hope he comes back from it I do but I don't think you you don't keep the reason to keep him in the team is not to give him confidence at goalkeeper the reason to keep him in the team is because you think he will do a better job than the other guy and I can't see that at this okay. point but you think Kelly could be on Saturday in the well you said it I'd be surprised if so Kelly doesn't more confidence in Kelly than no I'm not I don't necessarily no, have more confidence question. I don't necessarily have more confidence in Kelly I think Kelly's probably more confident in himself at the moment than Lumley is you know, despite the good start against Cardiff and the assist and whatever, Lumley is making mistakes that sort of betray a lack of sort of self-belief and a, and a self-doubt at the moment. Um, and I just, you know, Kelly, he came in on Saturday, played well. Lumley hasn't been playing Sunday. well. I just think it's an obvious, obvious, it's an obvious. A- thing and to also, do, the mistakes that Lumley is making are, apart from that one against Cardiff, mistakes that are fundamental to the way Warburton wants to play. And you can't make those mistakes and keep making them if it's gonna then affect the whole tactics for the game. Yeah, and playing I'm not out, saying playing I'm... out from the back. Although Kelly hasn't really, you know, had the opportunity to show his ability in that sense to be that much better than Lumley's. But in terms of the mistakes that Lumley's made, a lot of them come from playing out the back. And if that's the way it's going to go, then it's not right to have him. Well, I'm not saying I would give up on Lumley altogether, and I'm also not saying I've seen a lot in Liam Kelly so far that makes me think he's the answer. I just think. You know, Kelly came in at the weekend, played well. Lumley hasn't been playing well. I think it's a pretty obvious thing to do to just leave Kelly in for a few weeks. Now. I don't. I, I think Kelly. I mean, uh, Lumley had one one error against Cardiff, and I know it was a bad error. But the rest of the game, I thought he played all right, and that as, that assist. And he had was, be, he had come into a little bit of form. I gave him man of the match at Reading. I, 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 I didn't think. What? Okay, so before um, Kelly came in against Swansea. Straight after the Cardiff game, I didn't leave there thinking Lumley needs to be dropped for the next game. If Lumley had been in goal against Swansea and he kept a clean sheet or, or done all right, then I, I don't think there'd be such a clamour for him. But Kelly came in, he had one particularly good save, tipped it over the bar or tipped it onto the bar. But there's also an argument to say that Cameron and Masterson didn't panic as much as Hall and Leicester do sometimes as well, especially against Swansea on, on, on Sunday. You've got to remember, though, that it was Swansea's like 
dregs, basically. Ten changes. Yeah, it was, but I quite liked their striker. I thought he, you know, he worked hard and ran the lines. And I, you know, to be to be more positive about uh, our five-one win, I thought Masterson looked great. Won everything in the air. Looked quite One a lot more composed. It looked more composed coming out from the back than some of our normal centre backs do. I, I um, think you do have to be careful though with him to assume. He, he he can go straight in the team and play no, the can't. whole of the well, rest of the season. they're going to loan him out, aren't they? Yeah, which to me, so- I know you're not necessarily in agreement, Paul, but that sounds sensible because he has only played one game in the FA Cup and these guys need time. And if you look at all the guys that have broken into our team in the last few years, Eze, Chair, even um, Manning. Manning, they need time and out Lumley. on loan. And Lumley, say, they need time out on loan. But then saying that, he actually, you know, he's come from the Liverpool Academy, which is one of those things but also he looked composed he looked he had massive belief in himself and he looked like an old fashioned centre half which is what we needed and also Cameron was steadying him all the way through the game so he was doing the legs for Cameron when he was reading the game it was a good partnership yeah he probably will go alone but I'd like to see him play a couple of games before he goes alone just to see if he can do something for us Warburton's right Warburton said um, if he stays here he's going to play five or six times if he goes to Wickham or Swindon or wherever we send him, he'll play 20, 23 games. Yeah, I, 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 so I think that's the right thing. What 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 really um, struck me though was his interview with QPR.co.uk or whatever they are, and um, the the passion. Hey, thanks for the plug. Uh, the, the passion he had, he, he, you could feel the excitement in the interview. It was a written interview, but you could the excitement of coming on. He likened it to because obviously he's been in and around Liverpool's Champions League squad. It was up there with that moment. The support the fans gave him. It was just really nice. And just, he played well. And he played well. And he played well. And he's yeah, the fans carried him through. And also, he didn't seem to be blown through his arse either. He did the whole game. That's his first game of the season. Yeah, From yeah. the first minute to the last minute, he was absolutely in the same level. Yeah. fitness wise. No, I mean, first. yeah. If you you, you you couldn't tell which was the new guy coming in. Let's put it no, that way. He was he was superb. Almost as good as debut as I would say that we had since Andy Tilson played alongside Peacock. There was a thread on our message board today talking about amazing QPR debuts. Old and that did come up. Really? Yeah, Andy Tilson. Derby away, Andy I think Tilson it was. Tilson at Derby. Um, I think Rufus Mark, played the same uh, Mark day. Mark Kennedy against Crew, two thirty yards. Oh, there's oh, another, yeah, there's another yeah, That was a good debut. Yeah. But yeah, it, and, and that's good, and that's strength and depth, as you said, David, but also gives you belief, because a few weeks ago, you'd be saying, oh God, it's all these kids to the wolves. This, this could be a horrendous. And we won 5-1. And with, our other debut said as well, um, his name slips my mind. What, the kid on the wing or the kid yeah. at the back? Deshaun Darling. Yeah. Yes, that's him, yeah. Um, I thought he did well. I mean, he looked the first time he got he the ball. Really he looked like, "Oh my God, Christ! What do I do with it here?" <laughs> but once he got over that stage fright, I thought he was really good. Chidipo looked quite good as well coming back. He looked a lot slimmer. Chidipo, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. don't know the story with the lad at the back, uh, Gobbins, but um, by the looks of what happened on Twitter afterwards, it looks like he comes from a big, big Rangers QPR fam- family. Big yeah. QPR oh, family. Oh really? He's a Rangers And he fan. was over in front of the F block at the end of the game. I don't even think he touched the ball. He was only on for three minutes, yeah. but he was almost. He like he looked really moved, and yeah. all of his family were coming down the front. So there might oh, be a little okay. story there, but I, d- I don't know the background yeah. to it. But judging by what great was... name as well, Gubbin. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't get more English than that, does it? Really? I'd love that he played for Northern Ireland. Carry on. Oh, I knew you'd stick Tick. that in somewhere. Yeah, is Masterson Irish? Apparently so, yes. Is it? Have you seen the interview? Right. I think he's definitely Irish. I think it's the other one, though, David. So, oh, oh, really? Yes. Well, they're all one, aren't, aren't, Ooh. aren't they? Ooh. Right. I mean, I didn't Is that going to be your arse end? That. <laughs> Is that going to be your arse end? just meant under the terms of the Good Friday Agreement. Yeah. People can uh, David's express Arzen. nationality yeah, to both sides. Of the... David's reliving his, starter, his stand-up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, Paul. Going well, going well. Can, I, I, I didn't mean that, by the way. Oh, I can't I, be bothered, I, yeah, so yeah. what? Um, anyway, Blow walks into greetings. a pub. Sorry, I'm oh, sorry. Greetings to our Irish listeners. Um, on you, both sides. I see you're wearing a new... <laughs> Tracksuit top on both sides of the border. Yes. You're wearing a sort of QPR tracksuit top with your Asheville concrete written on the front. Do you know is that I a wondered? Christmas present? No, no, what it was is I last year I let me QPR cash thing slip because I'm thick as champ. You know what I mean? And, and, and afterwards I found out how much money I could have spent. It was quite a lot of money. It was like something like 65 quid. And I thought, being the tight arse that I am, I thought to myself, right, I'm going to go in and buy something. So... I've got all the retro kits. Got lovely Adidas one, by the way. Anyway, which we put into. Does this end up with you saying you bought it? You bought this top. Yeah, but I didn't pay anything for it. Oh, right. It's part of the season. I preferred the reunified island yeah. chat to this. I've got to be honest. Well, I got a QBR water bottle for my my daughter had points on her car. Reunified. What did that happen, Clive? Don't tell you. I think minutes ago. I think I told you I was like going to have to buy my son. He wanted a goalie kit, QBR goalie kit, as a present, and what name to get him on the back, Lumley. I had the very best solution of all. No f- name on the back. Ah. <laughs> I, Why don't you yeah. go retro and put Parks on the back? Why don't you put Fraser on the back? Well, that also Stay would skill. have been uh, yeah. a wise thing to do. Okay. Um, right, FA Cup draw. If you buy Cooley in the back, that would be yeah. funny, wouldn't it? Sorry. FA Cup draw? Happy? Yeah. Not happy? Did you want a, a big team? Delighted. Delighted because uh, they I'm, are a big team. I'm always away last two weeks of January, and it's never mattered before until we started winning in the cup. But yeah, so I was dreading like Tottenham away or Man United at home or something like that because I'd have to try and look at flying back midway through my American trip and go back and as well, you're in America. So. Yeah, so God, so God bless you're our standard that, draw right, okay. against the mid-table Championship team that we play all the time anyway. I'm, and also very winnable. Do you know what? I, yeah. I, I, I was, again, bricking myself, as they, they say, because I'm due to go to Romania on the Monday because I'm doing a, a Dracula weekend thing. What? Hang on. Hang on. Just just wait on the... Let's suspend an, a minute. Press pause on the yeah, FA yeah, Cup yeah, chat. Yeah. Suspend. Tell us, yeah. tell us about this Dracula weekend. Well, you know the way you sign up for these things and Google... No, no, no. <laughs> no, we should do. We've all been there. No, we well, haven't. Yes, we have. So I've signed up to, to do a, a, a Dracula tour in Romania and go to Transylvania, blah, 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 blah. And this is a thing. Yeah. So good on the Monday. January. Yes. So good on the Monday, and I was thinking, Christ, if we get Chelsea or Fulham, they might make it the Monday night match. So I was, I was, you know, following me, at Alan, going, "Geez, I'm not happy about this. This, this could go wrong." She so Wednesday. I'm thinking, create. It's going to be the Saturday. I can go to the bloodsucking land and be happy as Larry. Who are you going with? This is my interest. What do you think I'm going with, Liz? Oh, your wife. Okay. Yeah. And what? Why? 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 What was the um, interest behind it? Are you big Dracula fans? Not particularly. But I think it was because I was drunk and it came up on voucher. And I thought, you know what? Where the hell not? <laughs> so I'm going to see Dracula's castle. Did Bye. you give it to her as a Christmas present? What was her reaction? No, God, no, no. It was kind of like, let's go to Dracula's castle. Yay! Okay. Um, and a I- nice romantic trip to Romania in January. Well, Romania is a good place to go if you're tired because you can book a rest. Hey, there's the stand-up yes. course. There's the, the stand-up course problem. right there. That course so is if worth any the money, David. Don't let anybody tell you any different. If any listeners know anything about Romania and oh, where yeah. to go and where not to go, I would be really yeah, Don't go in January. Why is it cold? Isn't it Which, like a well, million can I ask, zero um, in January? It's global warming. Is it known to be cold, like I cold and orphanages and things? Well, Dracula wasn't even a real 
person, so how are you getting a tour of a place that wasn't real? London has a great place for Sherlock Holmes. True. True, yeah. Right. People on Twitter at this point will be saying, I turned it off when, when Finney started talking about Dracula and Romania. So it let's sucked get the it life back. out of me. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, you need to go on David's No, but course. anyways. Everybody have it a flow. Yeah, right? Sheffield Wednesday, sorry. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, get back just, to just the flow. I'm still, sorry, Chris, I'm still not sure. I, I, I think the game could be moved to Sunday. Only Sunday's because cool. I could go Monday. I'm going Monday morning at 7 um, o'clock. Sheffield United drew Millwall and there's a bit I think there's a bit of a policing issue about not having oh, yeah. on the same but day so the that's why it might get don't moved. do it Monday sure, no though. don't do it Monday because I'm leaving at 7 o'clock I don't think it'll be Monday I think it will be a Saturday or a Sunday situation I can't do Monday I yeah. really can't do Monday I and mean I, why I, you would put it on the Monday Lord knows why well, you would I thought, put you know, that on television but... should I tell you why I did it Flo no, I... no, 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 no no Chris is going to speak because it's FA Cup for Friday we're never in it Chris, I'm, I'm happy yeah. with Sheffield Wednesday. Boring, boring, boring. I know everyone. I didn't want Chelsea or Tottenham or Arsenal or Liverpool Chelsea. or any of those. On I wanted to try and get to the next round. I ideally wanted Northampton Town at home. Get to the next round, bank the money, and then get someone half decent in yeah, the next I'm, round. Yeah, I'm really that, excited that, for that's, it. That's, that's, that's my take I would take fear on Northampton it. Town more than the scum. It's, well, winnable, yeah. it's winnable. And that's, it's win- that's it's, it's key, winnable. Well, Sheffield well, Wednesday reaction exactly the same as QPR. No one wants a championship side, really. It's not exciting. It's not glamorous. I'm hoping we'll get more than 6,500 this time. I don't understand. I, I do understand, but I don't. I, I thought, especially after we win 6-1 against Cardiff, there'd be a few more people I coming just along that's that a fati- That's a fatigue thing through so many years of being let down in that competition. Uh, yeah, and, and a busy Christmas period with a lot of home games. But I think... The thing about the Sheffield Wednesday draw being even better is the fact that they really need to get into the playoffs. They really need to secure promotion this season. So they will probably rest a lot of well, players we as well. So we have a rate, really mate, good I mean, chance. we might be there as well. But what about the price? And how would you price that game? Same as the last one. I'd make it a five for season tick holders and a ten of non My daughter's I thought the, the, the last the, one was um, a bit expensive Swansea. compared to some of the League Cup home ties where it's like a fiver. 15 quid did seem yeah. quite a lot. I'd go five, ten. Five, ten, and kids free. But not to... Yeah. Who's would I because we've asked him this many times before? Who's would sit here and tell you what was the attendance in the League Cup when we did five pound tickets, like four, three, four thousand? It's to do with the competition and the opponent. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not certain that there is a correlation between cheap ticket prices and well, big can, gates for you us. Know what? You can you can you can try it. If it doesn't work, then you know. But at least try fill the flipping ground. So depressing seeing Elsley empty. So depressing seeing gaps. Let's try and fill it like the Watford game. Well, why? If it, like, I think with Christmas though, price does become a bit of a factor. Well, I well, think fifteen quid for the FA Cup third round when we have a terrible record in the competition is not massively appealing. I was really surprised I about it was that a price. Tenor. No, no, if you're, no. Oh, okay. So make it a five, right? make it a three for kids, and just fill the flipping. Well, ground. my daughter's cost a quid. It's cost her twenty p a goal, so it will cost me twenty p a goal. So I'm, I'm <laughs> quite happy with that. Don't we? Don't we want to fill the ground? Yeah. Just for the FA Cup. I'm, sure I'm honestly not sure you'd fill it, even if you did charge a five. No. I, I mean, not you, sure you would. We barely. We, I mean, sure. we haven't filled the ground since the Watford fifth round game. So I don't think we'd fill the ground. It'd just be nice to have more than six thousand people. And in that there. was stage of competition and Premier League opponent. Uh, an interesting detail on ticketing is uh, notice today for the Leeds game. You can only book tickets if you're you have had a QPR membership for longer 
than uh, a month. Yeah, this is because... Oh, so, to stop Leeds fans having... Yeah, that's because uh, we've got a couple of Leeds fans in our office and they um, Leeds put their tickets on sale for that game at 9am the other morning and they were all frantically clicking in the office and two of them got them and two of them didn't. So, mm. they were all gone in about half an hour, the Leeds tickets. And at so. the Arsenal game last night, there were loads of Leeds fans in the home end as well. So, basically, if you're a Leeds yeah. fan and you had the brilliance to, to register at the start of the season, you're laughing, aren't you? Yeah. Well, randomly, there was two Hull fans in our end, uh, like in the lower lofts. So I'm not quite sure why, because they could have basically so picked their seat in the in the away end. But um, yeah, they got short shrift. There's a couple of girls, uh, quite young girls, lo- along the road from me. N- nice, nice, but you wouldn't mess with them. And they, uh, <laughs> where are we going with this? Yeah, well, well, basically, they they gave them short shrift and told them in not so many words not to start celebrating Hull goals. Do you know what? And I, they that, didn't. That brings it back to when we were in the Premier League and there's a guy with a Chelsea scarf in front of me who was trying to convince me the whole game as I was trying to burn his scarf. Mm. He was actually a QPR fan. I'm a little bit annoyed now that you guys have said that the season t- it was 10 quid for season ticket holders because I do auto cup tie and they were 15 quid. Oh, okay. Where did you will sit, be- uh, Well, I got moved to South Africa Road because I was in... I uh, auto cup tie and it was a tenner. Oh, so maybe it was where they put me was more no, expensive. No. Maybe they On the ticket like it said 15 quid. Yeah, but you should be charged a tenner. Check your bank statement. You're not on I mic, will. Paul. You're not on mic. Uh, I feel like Martin Lewis. <laughs> check I will be talking to the box office about this. Uh, anyway. The ticket said 15, but if you check it, it should be tenner. Yeah, I'll okay. Right. Also, uh, with this game, with the Blackburn game moving because of the fourth round, this has meant, I think, it's 10 games with only one game outside the M25, and that was against Reading. I think between mid uh, Blackburn, Blackburn, on the, whenever it was, 14th of December, between then and the start of February, uh, Huddersfield away, there's only one, the Reading's the furthest that anyone has had to travel, which is hopefully should be good for the players, and then presumably. Saves is saving fans a lot of time, effort, and money. Over I Christmas smell a period. couple of months towards the end of the season where I'm going to be doing big distances. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what this on means, a Wednesday or Tuesday this night. This is going to be Blackburn, Huddersfield, Middlesbrough. Uh, and you haven't noticed the saving over this period because it's Christmas. I'm quite pleased. <laughs> I'm quite pleased with Swansea games on telly because um, I just think that was a, be a nightmare for most QPR fans to get to, especially the price of trains these days. So yeah. It's 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 sad. I think the red. I've gone back to red button scenario. I think it's killed the whole thing with with weak football during the week. It's just the way support is just gone down for the floor. It's, it's awful. I agree for home games, but there is something quite satisfying about being able to watch when we play someone away, and I know I can't get there, and I can watch it. I know it's crap single camera with no replays and no commentary. But it is quite satisfying. But it is, I understand it's frustrating. But at the same time, not even that many people subscribe to Sky. So the number of people watching the, that coverage is probably very few. So in terms of similar to how I don't think price is affecting attendance that much, I wouldn't necessarily think that the red button for home games is, a, um, is affecting attendance that much either. To Sky, but this... By the way, can I just say one little rant? I can't wait to see where this no, goes. One, 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 one little rant about the weekend. Yes. Who else was disgusted when you put on BBC TV and you see all the goals from the game and they just missed ours, basically, in the Sunday roundup? I mean, you got absolute Wallace cracker, a scone cracker, and yet nothing when they showed the best goals from the uh, third round. I didn't watch the programme. Because I did. You don't need to, you're talking about on the BBC roundup. Were we not yeah. on it? No, in this Saturday night we were very last before second before last we were on it, and then were we on played the, on Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yes. I mean on the Monday night game against when Leeds played Arsenal. Yeah, they showed the highlights from Sunday, and we didn't get on it. 
It's ridiculous. That, that annoyed me because I think we were worthy at least of one goal with two absolute screamers. I mean, Skern's goal was flipping out of this world. Yeah, I, I was going to say, who's, uh, what, what goal was everyone's favourite? Skern. Scowens because it came with that noise that's like an oh rather than a yeah yeah it was a bit like Trevor Sinclair guy. it went silent for a yeah, bit yeah the silence like, and then the oh see I God, changed yeah. I changed seats on Sunday and, and went in the upper loft which I haven't done for about yeah, I didn't, 10 thought years I didn't see you I normally look out I can see you sitting there in G block uh, and um, anyway, you yeah. could actually hear it hit the back of the net it was beautiful whereas Wallace's was equally as beautiful but Scowens was to me, the goal of the game. Wallace was just someone having to go on a swinger, wasn't it? That's his, it's not, it's it's his, not even his right it's foot. His standing, well, it is it's his right standing foot. It's his standing foot. Yeah, that's what I say. That's why it's so like baffling is he just, on his weaker foot, just thought, yeah, why the hell not? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you just get a good connection. Or you just thought, okay. Brentford. <laughs> and Hugill as well. If we'd have been talking about those, that goal, if those the other two hadn't been scored, that was and that's a good way to get. But still not on BBC TV. No, the reason why I'm bringing. I'll this stop up, going on about God. that. The <laughs> reason why I'm bringing this up is I know for a fact there's a QPR fan works in the production team. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what are you? Heads up, fella. The okay. Who, come in uh, to, just to do Hugo quickly because he, you know, it was valuable for him to get those two goals after yes. nine without and Wells the hat trick because, like I said at the start last season, our descent off the side of the cliff was led by the strikers and. It looked Wells and Hugo were starting to look like they might do that to us again because, however much they say it's not the case and whatever, if you're on loan in the second half of the season, you're eyeing up what's happening in the summer, what's happening with my contract, where am I next season, don't want to get injured. And we saw that in spades last year. So to see Wells and Hugo do that in those two games was uh, reassuring and, uh, and lovely, really. Brentford. No chance. Yeah, no chance. Sir. What do we reckon? 7 1? 8 1? What do we reckon? Um, are we going down to... Well, first, first thing... Um, yeah. Um, first thing I'd say, uh, if, it's, if it's following a pattern, we're only going to score four next. But I, I, I'll, four? Yeah. I will take, I'll take two, one. I would take a shot off someone's arse, their toe, their front lower bits, and their... I don't care. I just want to beat Brentford. I am sick the feck of losing at that bloody ground. Go there, have the Birchin moment again. Let's slap it up them before they... And our last game there as well, unless we get them in the cup, should we progress? We're speaking to Brentford fan today for our interview with them, and he said that they were very poor against Millwall. A game before last, lost 1-0 to Millwall, and... uh, They won 4-0 at Bristol City, but I think Bristol City had a man sent off after like 13, 14 minutes. So he he's I think he was playing it down. He's like, oh, it's a good time to play. Like, I don't think we'll get anything. But really, it would no. I don't think we'll get anything. Why not? They're, they're just they're a team that's further on in their development than us. They're a better okay. team than us. Like, we never get anything months. there. But surely, They've... surely there's some optimism course, coursing through the team now. Yeah, and you would hope so. Eleven if we... goals in two yeah, games. Yeah, we've got rid of the shackles. We're not scared to have a go. We're trying to walk in. Well, now we're flying it. We've in. always had but... a go. We've we had a go, but we just haven't hit the target. But, but if we if we don't win, let's not lose our. Shit. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Let's not lose our yeah. shit no. over it. I think but it'd be it, nice. Yeah. It'd be nice to win. Yeah, I agree with Clive. We're not going to win. They've got they've got better players. They're they've. They started the season off poorly, but they got into this is a form now. They've got what we haven't, which is consistency. They're not 
as consistent as they should be, but they're more consistent than us. And in the championship, that's what gets you places. So uh, at home, especially, I do not expect us to get anything. If we got a draw, I'd be absolutely ecstatic. Let's send them away miserable. They, they, they think they're better than what they are. We can go there. We've got nothing to lose. Express yourselves, which is what we've been doing for the last two games, and give it a right go and slap it up them. Well, I... I... I, I do feel <clears throat> having got the tickets, Slap it up, yeah, come come through the other day and saying uh, Brentford's. I think it says on the tour Brentford Brentford farewell season or whatever it is, which made me feel a bit sad for them. I know this sounds weird because I was just thinking if this is us, the last season of Loftus Road, and every time you get a ticket or every time you see the program, it's the farewell, and you know it's coming to an end. So I do have a bit of sympathy for them. I know they're moving to a new ground, but I, as a football fan, you would feel pretty upset. But equally, that goes out the window on Saturday. And I think, especially away, I think we're set up to play well away from home. We've got the confidence flowing through the veins. And I do think we've got a chance of nicking it. We'll do Send predi- him home miserable. We'll do predictions right at the end. Let's go on to ours end. The last bit of the podcast, anything, everything you haven't mentioned, Chris, you are scrolling through your I notes. am, and I haven't found it, so I've got it. You can go to someone else. He still has a phone with his looking for. Hey. We did Team of the Decade, didn't we, since we've had a last podcast? The, club, oh, yes. the club's yes. Team of the Decade came We out. did the podcast Team of the Decade. I think this is it. This is our five-a-side <laughs> podcast Team of the Decade. Yes, uh, we did. I, I, I fancy our chances. I would have... I, I would have... I mean, it's done by a vote, and democracy doesn't work, as we've proven in this country over the past, yeah. uh, the past three or four years. So, you know... Clive said that, not me. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got them all on mute, mate. So I'll say oh, what, I'll yeah. say what I like. But I would I I would have probably jettison one of Dunn or Anua to get Derry in. Oh, I, yeah. I totally but agree. But other with that. than that, I was pleased about it because I mean, for people like Joey Barton and Lowick Remy to even be getting considered for that, I thought Ooh. was I thought was a bit, a bit. I was quite cross about that, and. Um, yeah, so I was pretty happy with it overall, but I would like Derry in there, and I would have taken probably a newer or done, probably done. Although I, he was I, great, I would say done out of the two. He was great for he a was. season, but yeah, probably done out and Derry in and go to three at the back. What, what was more criminal was the bloody football league team of the decade. Oh no, to Rapt, yeah, no to Rapt. What? <laughs> I also Absolutely thought for yeah. Buzaki, his best years sort of came before the decade. Yeah, that was the only of. slightly I don't technicality. I think if we look back on that period, it was great, but it technically wasn't really. Carl Walker decade. got in off twenty appearances. I know that was ridiculous. I mean, as Carl well. Walker was exceptional. The, yeah. the, who would, and I'm but not who sure else? Who else would have been a better right back? For well, us yeah. So you could have taken Danny Simpson out. Don Furlong. You could have taken Danny Simpson out and put Sean Derry in and had a newer done and uh, Clint Hill as your back three. That would have worked. I thought. I, I thought Simpson did enough to get in that team ahead of. Well, Walker. I have a Carl Walker. Okay. I do not concur with that. I thought, but Adel to Rab not in the bloody football league team. Yes. Yeah. absolutely ridiculous. It's a shambles. Absolutely it is worth ridiculous. saying that Adel Rab didn't get our player of the year. That no, year. I know yeah. that was equally Paddy ridiculous. Kenny. That was equally. that was that was basically again democracy doesn't work. I think that was <laughs> that was QPR fans were like, oh well, Tarap's obviously going to get it. Win, I'll, so vote I'll vote for someone else yeah, to give yeah, them exactly, the credit yeah. and buy it. And really? so many, happens, yeah, because I spoke to loads of people that said, oh, Tarap's obviously going to win it, so I'm going to vote for Derry, Helgerson, Kenny, and then so many people did that. The bloody Anyway. Does um, Ibiraeze get in our team of the decade for this decade? 
Well, we're a week only, and a half in. He's only played. He's only played. Sure, he does. He's only played. He's only played one game of the decade. Uh, so. Yeah. Chris, okay, yeah, you I've, look I've, like you're ready now. You've I've got, found, I've got, found I've got your space. a couple of things. Well, I mean, basically, uh, Clive's reports. I mean, I know he's here. I don't like to embarrass oh, him. Don't do this. But he's. I, I just think for anyone who hasn't read this them, this is going to be um, sickening. No, it's not at all. I, I, but they, they are, and I've just picked out one line from the last couple. I could have picked out several. Um, here we go. So these are written after a lot of red wine, yeah. usually. <laughs> Todd Kane's cross to an unmarked Jordan Hugel on the edge of the box set the loaned West Ham striker up for a chest and volley, which had the residents of East Acton frantically checking their buildings insurance. <laughs> because he just, he leans back. Yeah. I've never known a striker do it. Yeah. Every time he brings the ball down yeah. the edge of the box, he's leaning back. It's like, mate, your technique, mm. come but, on. But I thought that was, I mean, it could have picked, like I said, several lines, um, but, but, but that particularly stood out for me. And the other R's end is it's my daughter Nancy's birthday tomorrow. Happy uh, birthday, Nancy. Happy birthday, Nancy. Today for people listening, she's 15. Uh, she's been no, coming. she's not. Yeah, she's been coming really? since the age of six. Is she 15? She had a chance to support Liverpool, her mum's team. Jesus. She had a chance to support Arsenal or Tottenham, which I begrudgingly said, you know, that's where, near where we live and your mates support them. And she, she, what was that famous thing you said? You told me you said to like, if you don't want to support, and she's like, no, I'm QPR. Oh no, no that, was, to that game. Yeah, that was uh, the, the first game was Middlesbrough home. We won three nil. It was beautiful sunshine. There was a kids' play area. I took her to. She was six at the time. And afterwards, she was saying, "I said, oh, I saw you QPR fan." She goes, "I'm not sure, Daddy. I might support Mummy's team, Liverpool." And I was like, oh, "For God's sake!" <laughs> Next game was Burnley at home. One all. To Rab scored a free kick. I think it was. Peeing down with rain, and her mum came for some reason and said, "Right, I'm going now. Half time." And Nancy said, "No, I'm staying here." And then I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I've got you." So Nancy, happy birthday! And I'm sorry for inflicting being a QPR fan on you, but at least you saw us win the playoffs and be in the Premier League twice. Did it? What Lily? Did it? Won it for Lily? She went to her boyfriend's Tottenham and she went to the new ground and they'd fallen charges. And she was like, "If you need to charge your phone while you're watching a football game, it's not for me." Well, As in they had phone chargers at Tottenham. In Is the that seats. a thing? Yeah, yeah. You can seats. charge your phone? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, David's right on That it. sounds amazing. No, Lily was just like, if you need to charge your phone, it's not for me. I'm QPR. Yeah, why much. would you want something that's convenient? Um, no, it's not convenient. It's good just, for her. Then you can video... You need that, the amount of tweets you send during the game and afterwards. To be fair, I've, I've tweeted a lot less recently. I hope yeah. you've noticed. Oh, come on. Well, I've got you on mute, so <laughs> he hasn't so, noticed. I'm sorry, I mean... My, one of my favourite crown and scepter moments of recent times was when Andy Hillman bet you a tenner that you couldn't stay off Twitter for a week and you yeah, lost bet it and he had a tenner off you within three and a half minutes you went you bet him somebody he, annoyed me <laughs> yes which was Andy's <laughs> point yeah. I think it might be Andy under a false name happy on birthday Twitter. Andy by the way yeah, happy birthday 40th happy 40th but Andy. I reckon he, he, he actually tricked me because I reckon he went on under an alias and abused me so I would respond therefore don't I respond. Tried. Don't look. I delete mean, it from your phone. Thirty seconds. I tried. It's so um, proven to make it work. Let's let's carry on with the R's ends. Otherwise, this podcast will never end. Ends. You are not. Hey. What's wrong with you? Is this a New Year's resolution? Well, because you, as we know, are very unhappy about not being. If you're ever not last on the R's end, so why you've, none of us have oh. gone. I have only it's only Clive and Chris. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Done. I'm Chris done. Chris is done. I'm, done. Right, Flo, you I'm getting a round in. I'll go. So, Clive sort of touched on it a bit about loanies looking ahead to the summer and where they're going to be. And mine is, I guess, I'm start, even though it's only January, I'm starting to think about next season and getting a little bit worried maybe just about the lack of uh, talent we're probably going to have in the side. Um, Wells will probably 
uh, not stay. Eze will probably be gone. Um, so I'm excited about Bryce Samuel and uh, Ilias Chair probably stepping up in terms of their responsibilities. But I'm a little bit worried. So I guess maybe I'm sure they are, but a little bit of thinking ahead a little bit to next season from now. I think Wells could still be here next season. Yes. Out of contract. Out of contract and wants to stay. I think Eze would go and needs to go, but the idea is you adopt the Brentford model where you're regularly selling players and you're bringing I think new ones got... bringing new ones through. Surely surely we can't afford Wells' wages. You would think not. You would think not. So maybe not. Um, I know I, I love we are the leaving guy and I'm our, sure... we are leaving ourselves wide open by this policy, we can't afford to buy strikers. We tried a lower league striker, it didn't work. This policy of right at the end of the window, we're going to loan our strikers in, does leave us open to ending up with a couple of turkeys. So it is it is a concern. But, you know, Wells has made noises about, about coming here permanently. Who knows? I, w- I, would, I would imagine we'll probably get both for next season, still. No. What Wells and Eze or Wells, Wells and Hugill? No, no, no. Do you mean Wells and Hugill? Yeah, we're would, not getting Hugill. I would think West Ham would want some money back. Although Moyes going in there is a bit of a curveball because Moyes did sign Hugill in as much as managers signed yeah, players. Yeah, but he's at been footed their worst player ever, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's, he's only played. He's, played, he's, played. he's literally had one game. Is for there them. is there a possibility he can be recalled? Yeah, yeah everyone. All the and I think Maka and Smith will go back this month, which will clear us out. To oh, that's a shame. I like my. my to be fair, David, in, <laughs> in all fair, that's a joke. In, in all fair, <laughs> it, it's another joke. In all fairness, David, of course, he's paying for itself. Yeah. Yeah. This this recall thing is quite heavy because even Jesus was recalled. You right, need to go on David's right. course. My Arzen, I was going to say this gentleman has not been mentioned uh, throughout the podcast, but Flo ruined it by mentioning so him, uh, which is Bright Osei Samuel. I am Team Osei Samuel. After this, particularly on New Year's Day. Lightning, Samuel. Love the man. Love the man. If he needs anyone, the one thing that still sort of really annoyed me was him being substituted on New Year's Day when he had two goals. <laughs> you know what? We were absolutely pissing it. We, could have, we, wouldn't, we weren't in any bother. Why take him off when he could get... And the restraint he showed to not absolutely lose it at that point I thought was remarkable. Do you know what? Bright. Everybody booed. Yeah. And I thought it was quite light-hearted. Yes. But Warburton didn't take it as lighthearted oh, at all. Really? Down on the touchline, he looked very upset by that. Well, so. if he needs anyone, if he needs me, if he needs anyone to help him out with that, you know, staying on the pitch at that point, he's got me. I love the man. And that's my Arzent. Do you know what? I reckon if some, if someone's got a greyhound, Lightning Samuel's a great name for a greyhound. There you go. I'm telling you. Is that your RZN? That's your RZN. Great. Okay. So, thank you very I ha- much. I have two RZN. Of course. Uh, God, only two. I need to go yeah, it's, it's fine. Don't worry. One, Is this it, going to be a gratuitous reference for, to the Harry? guy that repaired your fridge? I need a 55 minutes. That's 15 minutes too long. Break. Hurry up. Chris Charles is dead. Just, just Chris just <laughs> fell out the door. Um, first is, it was kind of poignant and sad that we did Mental Health Awareness Week after the death of Chris Barker. Which was, I don't know, it kind of shows you because like, you listen to Peter Crouch podcast and stuff, and you know, all these things like when players leave the game and what they do and how they look after their mental health and stuff. And we had a lad that killed himself that played for us only only a few seasons ago, and that was that was that was sad and poignant. And um, full respect to his family and and him, and yeah, may he rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And my second one, which is basically completely different. Get to Brentford on Saturday. 
make a lot of noise. I'm going to use Flo's hit at word. Show some passion. And whatever happens, just keep singing. It doesn't matter if we're losing. Fick him. They're in Middlesex. We're West London. We know what we are. We're better than them. We always will be better than them. We've got the better postcode than them. We've got a better identity than them. They've always wanted to be what we have been. Let them stew in their we've own... we've got a better postcode? Yeah, we're, we're, Do do, we're W12, mate. They're twicking them. So, yeah, yeah. It, okay. So, yeah, you I know, agree. we are West London. They want to be what we are. And... Sword them. We can do this. We can win it. We can beat them. We are QPR. They're just a bunch of bees. Your score prediction, please. 2-1 Rangers. Clive. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say, but I don't fancy it. Flo. 3-1 Brentford. What? Bands! Eight! No. Eight! I'm going... Chris Charles, do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I agree right. with that. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think we're going to win it. Yeah, I'm I going think with, I think I'm going with four 0 He's still in the loo, everyone. So I, th- oh, I, yeah. I think I think Johnny Rotten will come on and score a goal, and right. I think the Buzzcocks will score. We've got a Thirty seconds left of the podcast. Your score prediction for Brentford? Uh, Brentford two one QPR. One question I had: Do we play Manning or not? I think we were all quite prepared to end the podcast at that point, Chris. Clive, you can answer on behalf of the entire Queen's Park Rangers population. Yes. Over to you, Clive. Okay. That's a good place to end. This has been Open All Arts. Kill you arse!